OSPO is all about connection with your customers and your team. But what if your tools could also connect? That's where Square comes in. Square for restaurants connects your front of house to your back of house, your team to their schedules, and connects new revenue streams with your marketing to reach new customers. Whether you have one location or many, Square has everything your business needs to connect your vision to reality. Learn more by visiting square.com slash restaurants. Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Sean DeVries. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Principle of Hospitality has been developed to tell the stories of professionals within the dynamic world of hospitality. We're straight talking, ethically minded, and a reliable online source of information and inspiration for people in the hospitality industry. Now, with today's show, today we're joined by Jasmine, the operations manager for Ibis Sydney. Sydney Thornley, an Asia-Pacific Inclusion and Diversity member for Accor Hotels. Jasmine brings her expertise in hospitality, inclusion, and sustainability to this discussion today. As we know, these are such important topics for the growth of our industry, so it's great to have Jasmine on the podcast with us today. Hey, Jasmine, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure, and it's fantastic because you're another amazing person who we've had on and we've been connected on Instagram before and, and that kind of stuff. And we're really excited to have this conversation today, especially as we're talking about hotels and the work in the hotel industry. Can just to start off, can you share you know your journey in the hospitality industry so far and how you became to be involved in inclusion, diversity, and sustainability at Ibis Sydney Sydney Thornley? <laughs> yeah, no, of course. I'm definitely not new to hospitality. It's something that I think I was born to do. Like a lot of people in hospitality, you either <laughs> have it or don't. But hotels is quite new to me. I think I started working in hospitality at Pizza Hut when I was about 13 and have moved on from there to cafes, restaurants, ski hills, things like that. But hotels, is, I think it's something that I'm going to stick stick with <laughs> it's it feels like a whole different industry altogether and you do go obviously into tourism it's really great and they're with the company them with Acor they're really big on both inclusion and diversity for all the staff and everybody as well as making sure that people that stay with us know that we're working sustainably as well what are the some you know key things about inclusion and diversity initiatives that you brought through since you've been on board obviously they're such important parts of the industry which we're finally starting to talk about a lot more the hospitality industry is obviously one of the most diverse industries how what kind of initiatives have you guys put in place that you think would benefit the people listening today it's quite a packed question because being so new there's so much that's gone on before i've come on board the hotel in sydney there's a lot of hotels that are doing such great work we have just started our own sort of subcommittee off of the Asia Pacific one for inclusion diversity. So we've basically got just under 20 hotels in our portfolio. So we're quite, quite large. We go all the way to Melbourne, Alice Springs, down to Canberra. So we've got a large amount of say the East coast covered with our portfolio. So with this committee that we've just started, we can 
we're trying to integrate a lot of local change, things that we can do locally, like connecting with our Indigenous communities, learning our place names and putting that on, say, something as simple as our signatures in our emails that we send to all of our guests. That's something small that we can do, but because we're so large and we span such a large space, we can do these little things to make such a big difference. So that's, I think that's something that, that in particular I'm quite proud of and I'm happy to head that up with, yeah, with this in particular portfolio. Yeah. It's really exciting, especially, you know, especially the hotel industry has been one of the parts of the hospitality industry which has been absolutely changed and evolved and smashed during COVID and after COVID. Yeah. Now, it's. do you feel like that's the reason why this evolution has happened with, you know, brands like Accor and Ibis, so the fact that they're thinking about these sort of different things now they might not have been, you know, top of mind sort of 10 years ago? Yeah, definitely. I know more so inclusion diversity is really like with social media being so big these days, <clears throat> they've been able to take it and run with it quite well. But for example, like in Pacific, there's about just under 400 acre hotels just in the Pacific region. I think they've realised that we're growing so fast, especially in the past 10 years, and we're really just, <laughs> we've got so many brands that we can really make a lot of difference within. But for sustainability, I think it was like around 30 years ago, we were the first hotel business to have our own actual environment department so we I feel like we were the first brand or set of hotels that really thought of sustainability in a really real way and saw that there was a lot of climate issues that were starting and realizing well we, we should be trying to change that especially when we have so many people passing through our doors so I think it's definitely new but I don't think it's some. It's it's not brand new. I think we've definitely been thinking about it for quite a while. What are the couple of initiatives from a sustainability point that you do with inside the hotels? Because obviously, there's as you just said, there's so many people who come through as guests all the yeah. time. There's a lot of things about water use and packaging and all those kind of things that come through hotels as well. Yeah. yeah, of course. What are the, some of the initiatives that have happened since you've been part of the group? Yeah, at our hotel, so we've gotten rid of all of our single-use plastic that's a thing of the past we've got a huge veg and herb garden out the back with worm farms and compost bins and then we've actually got a whole platform that is dedicated to like sustainability in general so we have all these goals that we want to tick so for example getting rid of all of our single-use plastic we have to track and measure all of our <clears throat> energy and water consumption and we have to make sure that we're meeting certain guidelines that both that a core really wants us to meet so the within our hotel yeah we've it's just yeah we've really taken it and <laughs> gone with it quite large so those little sustainability initiatives that we're doing yeah they're doing it really well Is even like without with our herb garden all the food that we're growing we're using in our restaurant and we're giving to all the team and everyone knows that so we've got like pumpkin soup that's all of the pumpkins that we've actually grown ourselves to make that pumpkin soup and then yeah, it's just, it's really awesome when you see these little things we can do. And I think everybody gets excited about them because people, when they drive out the back and they see the garden, they're like, oh my gosh, you just would never know. It's like a hotel. It shouldn't really do these things, but we do. Yeah. Is it, I know you've only been, you've been in the hospitality, you know, industry, sorry. Jasmine, I know you've been in the hotel industry for, you know, a little bit of time in your hospitality career. What, with all these changes that are happening, is your feeling that it's been, how has Accor and how has Ibis done this? Done these changes successfully? Because if you think about hospitality in general, like sometimes it's hard to make those changes, even though they're yeah. small, they make a big difference, as you're hinting to, right? Like, but how is 
Yeah, correct. And, yeah. yeah. So outside of being forced to by government or whatnot, like how has the team like been able to do that? It's so impressive. Yeah, I think it comes down to culture. We, like at the moment, our CEO for Core Pacific was previously MC, which is our HR department. So she's huge on making sure we're looking after our... She sits people as much as guests, but I think people very much like our staff. We're called hardest, so a mix of heart and artistry. So making sure that we're taking care of our people. And I think when you do that, you create oh, comfortability and trust and you want to see you want to see the hotel succeed. I know that this is the first place that I've worked at where I genuinely feel like my manager cares about me and he genuinely, he, so he genuinely listens to every single thing that I say and he takes it on board and he doesn't agree every time, but he's actually listening to me and he's taking on my ideas. And I think that's not, he's been working in this, in ACOR for about 15 years. So it's not, I don't think it's a him thing. I think it's a culture thing. So the fact that they've been able to create a culture that looks after each other and in turn looks after their hotels and their guests and our world, it's I think that's the key of how they've been able to go make such a big difference. It's not just about doing what we're told and being sustainable because not everybody has that as a priority. But when you feel like you have a passion to do these things because you want the company or yourself to do, I think, yeah, that, I think that's how they've done it. So with your, you know, amazing experience in the hospitality industry, how is the culture different, you know, at Accor and Ibis? Other than feeling looked after, I I'm, I was, I get asked this quite a lot, like by him and by people, like, why do you put in all these extra hours? Why are you doing all this extra stuff when, say, you're not getting paid any extra? Whereas I think at other places, I didn't feel like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't feel like I had a place. It was just... I'm sure a lot of people feel like that in hospitality. You're just a number, you come and you're there to do a job and you go, And but you're expected to do all these extra things. Whereas, at, I don't know if it's hotels, I'm really trying to pick, because I've never been it with any other brand before, so I don't know if it's just Acor, if it's hotels in general, sure. or. but I think the difference is, to, yeah, it's just the people that, or the culture that they've created. I'm really struggling to find out <laughs> what it is, because I can't put my finger on it. I don't know why I've enjoyed this role more than any other role yeah did you, you find know, let me know yeah i was gonna i was gonna, I was gonna figure it out oh yeah i want to unpack it a bit right especially yeah. as we talk to more people in hotels like i'm curious because i don't come from the hotel industry i certainly know a lot of people in hotels and understand like how they work and how they operate and stuff i just wonder if there was maybe a more regimented way that they onboarded you and trained you that gave you a bit more comfort and guidance and that kind of stuff that allowed you to you know to be as successful and on this on this amazing inclusion and diversity board that you're on yeah I just wonder how they um, were able to harness your talent in the best way yeah Yeah. we do have I mentioned hardest earlier so we have an onboarding technically before you have your first shift you're supposed to go through like a hardest immersion basically where it's like hardest training so they have a full, I think it's a whole day to sit there and you actually go through all these four key components of being a hardest. So creating memorable experiences for the guests. And so I think maybe that's a nice first step. You're not just going to work and this is what it is. You get, it's, you know, that old saying with like teaching a man how to 
oh, teaching men how to fish. That yes. Whole, yeah, yeah. I think it's like that. They're not teaching us how to do our job. They're teaching us how to be better people, which sounds silly. You, you shouldn't need a lesson for that. Mm. That they're saying, these are our values. This is how we're going to operate. And this is what you're going to do if you want to work for us. And if you don't, then this might not be the best place for you because this is how we operate. And no matter what, we're going to look after you. So if you want to work like that, then let's do it. And I think that, honestly, yeah, now that we're talking it out, I think that might be a, might have been a nice, an, yeah, they genuinely just want us to do well. That could have, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, that might be <laughs> one, of the, one of the things. We've I cracked even, it. And to actually conduct those training sessions, like I had to do, I had to go to a whole separate day to learn how to train that to the team. So they're making sure that their leaders are trained on how to evoke those sort of values within within the company. Was that the first time that you'd gone through that training? Like you obviously found yeah. it beneficial. Yeah. I did, yeah. I, I did. Seeing the behind the scenes of – and it wasn't just – there were people there that had been there for 20, 30 years and they're still going to these training sessions because they've got new content that they want to cover and they've learned more from what they'd previously trained, mm. what worked and what didn't, and they're retraining them on, okay, we did that, it didn't really work out, so let's do this. So there's people 30 years in, the, in this hotel brand that – are still learning from this program. Wow. Which is, I think that's really valuable. Yeah. And did you find coming out of that program, did that allow you to train people in a different way? And if it did, like what were the couple of things that you changed up changed up in your toolbox, so to speak, in training people? Being separate to that, I think being quite new to being a leader manager, because I've only been in management position the past four or five years, learning to... <clears throat> When you're training someone, it's very one-on-one, whereas these were full sessions. So being the captain of our own ship and giving that, it's almost trying to convince them that this is how we're going to do things. I think that was quite valuable to me personally. Sure. But also just, you know how you learn more when you're teaching someone else how to do it? <laughs> yes. And I think they, they see that you get more casual and more relaxed as the sessions go on because mm. as we get new employees, we have to then train them before they start their shift, their first shift. So, I, th- yeah, I think that's... I think that's what's most valuable for me. Do you think if you ever decided to come out of hotels and it sounds like you're in a really good pocket and a really good space (laughs) and where you're at the moment, but let's say you did decide to do it and you went into restaurants or you went into cafes or something like that, what would you take out of the current experience that you have that's so positive with Accor and Ibis and and in other parts of the hospitality now you know a bit more? I think the understanding that you really don't know what's going on in someone's day. I think trying to teach everybody to be a bit more empathetic because obviously the term goes around of the Karen (laughs) just just realize like I've had it one time where I had a very negative experience initial experience with a guest and it felt quite one-sided I don't I didn't think I was doing anything wrong but I was just talking normally got her up to her room keys weren't working we were up and down she was very angry it turns out that she had just been back from the hospital and her partner was very sick you just genuinely don't Obviously, she's having a reaction to some horrible news. So just being empathetic and realising that you just genuinely don't know, I think that's something that I'd want to carry with me To because I think that's a nice way to to realise, yeah, that some people aren't being rude just to be rude and um, they generally have some pretty tough things going on and to be to realise that and to have a bit of a, more of an understanding of that. That's a really good insight. We talked at the start in the intro about you being on a member of the Inclusion and Diversity Board for a core hotels in the Asia Pacific region. Let's unpack that a bit. Like, how did that come about? <laughs> yes. What do you do as part of being a member on that board? That sounds awesome. 
Yeah, I didn't really seek it out. My general manager, a little bit about me, my kids, the father of my kids, he's First Nations Canadian, the native Kiskus. So I had quite, my general manager knowing that knew that I had somewhat of an interest in making sure that I was educated on a lot of the struggles that my kids might have to grow up with when we maybe move back to Canada. I think he he put me on to the fact that there was a volunteering opportunity within. So you've got the Inclusion Diversity Committee and then there's four pillars. So there's the like gender equality, all disabilities, LGBTQI+, and then the First Nations multicultural aspect. So I'm on that one. So that was the first step in in that journey. Since then, because of how much I really enjoyed it and saw how much difference they have been making, I've then established our own multicultural diversity committee within our portfolio. Wow. Yeah, so that's new and exciting. We've had a couple meetings so far. So that's, I think, just when I'm looking back at it, the fact that they've got this huge Asia-Pacific committee that has then made someone want to do so much with it that they've brought it onto their own portfolio, I think that's quite impactful because now we can get more local and I can speak to each individual hotel and be like, in your region this week we've got this happening. If you wanted to attend or if you wanted your team to attend, let them know and they can go along. But, yeah, that's where we're at the moment with that, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know it's you know only slightly early days, but what do you get out of that You know, let's be selfish for a minute. What do you get out of that for yourself working for the brand? Personally, education. I am a Caucasian woman and I honestly am very naive to a lot of things. And Mm. selfishly, I do want to know more. I do want to make sure that I'm selfishly a bit of a people pleaser. I want to make sure that everyone's happy when I'm around them and I don't want to say or do anything that's rude or discriminatory. So for me personally, I just wanted to educate myself it, it's really great when you get to see like us all coming together and doing these great things. It's really, it's exciting to learn more and to teach everybody to do, to be more inclusive. It's like watching, it's like being proud of your kids kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you see them and they're riding their bike and you're just like, oh, I did that. It's, yeah. I think that's a lot of core of people in hospitality. They just genuinely want people to be happy and you want to make someone's day. So I think... It's an extension of that. I imagine it must have been pretty refreshing those first couple of meetings to be in a room of true inclusion and diversity and really talk about topics that maybe you hadn't talked about a lot in hospitality before. I imagine that must have been really impactful for you. To be honest, I didn't know going into it being it's such a huge company, I didn't know what to expect. I think when you scale out these topics, they can get a bit wish-washy and I'm just doing this because like it could advance my career or I could do this to do that. I, but there was one particular leader in the Asia Pacific committee who said with a couple of ideas that were going around, she go, she said, oh, well, that's really great. And I see where it's going. We can post this on LinkedIn and we can do these things, but are we actually having conversations? Are we actually that just posting this or doing this isn't really going to mean anything. I want to talk to our team and I want them to understand why we're doing this, why Ramadan was happening what is Ramadan I want them to know I don't want them to just post about it and do it for clout yeah yeah, yeah. so that was really I think that was when I realized that's very true that's when I wanted to start the committee because I want them to genuinely listen and understand and engage I don't want them to 
just do it because it's the right thing to do. Can you share any initiatives that you guys have brought to the table since being part of, you know, this network together, either with what you're doing or what the greater group is doing? Yeah, well, with us in particular, we've just released, we're doing like monthly releases to everybody so that we're not oversharing because there's obviously a lot, especially these more regional hotels, we don't have a lot of time and resources. So we're really making sure that we accommodate to the crowd, make it actually able to do. (laughs) So we've got a, we had all of our committee members have a particular region um, and then they were researching for example, we've got National Reconciliation Week coming up at 27th of May. So we had researching that region, the different activities that Indigenous communities were hosting and then sending them out to the team so that they in particular could go and att- they can go and attend them. And then also that's that's the main thing that we're doing at the moment to try get them to make that initial step and engage. And it may not be, hi, I'm at Blah Blah Hotel. What are we doing here? It's just going, being amongst people, learning some things and taking that away with them and then maybe attending them the next time and just being, that's what inclusion is. Mm. It's just everybody being all together and not judging one another and not discriminating and just generally engaging with the people that you're around. And I think that's something that I think we're doing really well at the moment. Yeah. And what I like what you're talking about is it's about awareness, right? I don't think anyone goes into a workplace and wants to do the wrong thing every day or wants to be insensitive or whatever. But sometimes it's just understanding and awareness and listening more than talking, you know. And uh, I'm just really, really impressed because obviously Accor and Ibis, like they're big brands, but it sounds like what you guys have done really well is taken a big brand and then thought about it with people on the ground and done it in a small, impactful way in order to get really meaningful change amongst the greater group. Like it's awesome. Yeah, when you think about it, like with sustainability, something that we've heard for years and years is it just takes one person. You just have to recycle. You just have to do this. And at the time, you just think, okay, let me just throw that water bottle in the recycling bin. Yes, but times that by however many billion people we have on the planet and everyone does it. So if we all just do these tiny little things within our hotel, within the five people that we work with every day, then maybe we can do some stuff. Because they are such a big brand, when we do these little things in our little hotels, they do, it just multiplies and explodes. And I think that's how it's happened. And I think the great thing about hotels, as I said before, in any part of the hospitality industry, because the brand is making these obvious improvements and awarenesses to their team, that's going to naturally fill down, filter down to the customers, which which then means everyone gets educated in the back end. That's the real positive thing around it because you're doing it in such a meaningful way. Like, it's awesome, Jasmine. Yeah, and for the very small minority of people that really just do not care, they're just <laughs> doing this, they're yep. forced to because everyone else is. They have to follow the crowd otherwise, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. No, I like, agree. I yeah. think it was one of those third part. I think like Booking.com released last year that they had about 71 or 72% of people that they had surveyed actually wanted to travel places that were more sustainable. So the fact that the people want this, we have to accommodate. That's what hospitality is. You have to go with what the people want. And that's, I. it sounds silly, but when, when that happens, it means that we can all do a bit better, whether we sometimes the people that don't want to and the people that actually do, it's their chance to shine. So yeah. it's awesome. I love it. One of the final questions I want to ask you is what trends and challenges do you see shaping the future of the industry as a whole, like particularly around, you know, the topics we talked about today, like inclusion, diversity, sustainability, like you've had a great career in the industry so far. You'd be so knowledgeable about what's happening at the moment. 
what trends and challenges do you see coming through? I, it's a hard one because I would hate that, like the past year, 10 years, say I think a lot of these initiatives have come into play and gotten really big. I would hate for it to be a trend. I'd, I would hate for the fact that we're being kind to one another and that we're looking after our environment to be something cool this decade. Yeah. And next decade it's how far can you throw that can? <laughs> you know, we're hate, ticking your box. I'd, yeah, I understand. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. for it to be a trend because everyone's doing it. Um, mm. I hope that it's something that we just do and something that we've evolved to do. And, yeah, I think that's some, that's a challenge other than the usual hospitality challenge of, over, of understaffing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We need more people. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's a case of making sure that we continue to have inclusion and, and diversity in the industry? Do you think it's about recruiting and onboarding in a different way? Obviously, these the groups that you're a part of are really important, I would imagine, at a granular level to make sure these conversations continue to be had and it isn't, you know, a trend, as we said. Yeah. But do you see the brand recruiting or training people in a different way? I think with... For example, all I hear on social media these days is AI. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's yes. all I hear about. 100%. I think I'm hoping as much as I hope it's not just a trend or a fad, I hope that it's just um, like AI is a new way that we do things and we're all just integrating together to to move. I think it's just like a new way, just a new way that we do things. Yep. Is what I hope. I don't want it to... <laughs> I think with like the fact that internet was so big 20 years ago that it just came out and now I feel like we've reached the end of the internet cycle and we're going into AI and new, it's new and everybody's oh, what is that? Yep. That's never going to be a thing. And I think there's the next 20 years. So I think we're all just going to merge together and it, it become a normalcy. Yeah. And I think and especially in industry like hotels where you can see from an outsider's perspective, it's on this precipice of looking at how the guest experience needs to be changed and evolved now that you know so much self-checking and human 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 to human contact is sometimes out of that you know steps of service in the hotel industry but i just think it's so important of what we talked about today in regards with diversity inclusion sustainability like all those important topics and making sure that the teams understand that filter it through the rest of the guests and then guests are going to want that human interaction and want to continue that because it's meaningful and it's purposeful and it's true hospitality. So that's what I really like about it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think that's really true. My last question to you, Jasmine, is as we ask all our guests is how are you leaving your mark and legacy on the hospitality industry? When I think about legacy and leaving my mark, I just head straight to my kids. So I think as long as on a day-to-day basis they see me genuinely wanting to make a change and see the changes that I want to bring to to be honest the world and the industry I think making sure that they're they have that sort of mentality growing up and maybe they're able to do a bit more than I am I think that's definitely what I want to accomplish in a more micro level macro I would love to be CEO (laughs) (laughs) I would just as long as they're genuine people and they're they're kind and they look after each other and they look after the people that are around them and they're respectful and sustainable, then job's done. Absolutely. Well done on the amazing work that you're doing with Accor and with Ibis. It's just, it's really refreshing to hear all the great work that's happening and well done on being part of that movement and change. What's the best way that people can find out more about what you guys are doing and also maybe even contact you and reach out to you if that's all right as well? 
Yeah, no, we've got our core page. That's definitely the number one because we've got full commitment. I think we've got charters and everything for our social inclusion, so they can definitely look at that. If they did want to reach out to me personally, I could give you my yeah, email. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that uh, in the show notes of this podcast as long as Jasmine is happy yes. with that. Easy. But Jazz, it's been Jasmine, it's been fantastic to have you on the podcast today. So thanks so much for sharing your story. And thank you so much for providing a platform so that I can do Our pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Principle of Hospitality. I hope you really enjoyed that podcast, especially as we're talking about different but extremely important topics. And I hope that Jasmine's passion for the industry really showed through in this conversation for you today please comment like and share this podcast with your friends in the industry as you know this is a b2b podcast so we need you to share it along so we can keep doing what we're doing until next time stay well everyone hospo is all about connection with your customers and your team. But what if your tools could also connect? That's where Square comes in. Square for Restaurants connects your front of house to your back of house, your team to their schedules, and connects new revenue streams with your marketing to reach new customers. Whether you have one location or many, Square has everything your business needs to connect your vision to reality. Learn more by visiting square.com slash restaurants.